Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. I feel like a cowboy, right? I just feel like I'm like John Wayne or Clint Eastwood or whoever it is. Like I'm getting ready to draw, man. So, so how you guys doing this morning? Everybody well and and happy? Woo! I like that. That's awesome. I was just uh, I've been praying about what what you know, kind of wondering where God wanted me to go. And um, with me, you never know. I almost made a poem there, didn't I? That's pretty good, right? But um, kind of got an idea where I want to go this morning and follow the Holy Spirit. So let's pray real quick. So, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to gather here. I, I just thank you for every person here and every person who's watching via the um, Internet or or YouTube or Facebook or wherever they're seeing this. And, Father, I just ask that you... you um, guide us and, and direct us and give us wisdom and give us knowledge and show us what to do and how to do it. But Holy Spirit, I ask for peace, peace for this world, peace for for everyone around us, peace for um, in our country, peace in the other nations, Father. And just I thank you that you're moving in ways that we can't even see, that that we can't even, that we don't even have a clue about. But I ask, Father, that you keep doing what you're doing and that you draw men's heart to you and that they find you. And Holy Spirit, I just submit myself to you this morning. Speak through me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Isn't that awesome? What a, what a great worship time. And uh, they're always good, aren't they? So, so thank you, guys. And the missions moment. Wow. How, how powerful is that? So like so much of the time, we, we get so consumed in our own little world that we forget that there's like this whole bigger world out there and we don't realize all the stuff that's going on and as bad and as hard as sometimes we feel that we have it right now here in the United States, I promise you there's places around the world where, where they're really hurting and um, where they really don't have all the stuff that we have and like we are truly blessed and so when we're praying let's remember those and let's remember those folks that are sent out there to reach and a lot of those guys have a lot of grit like there's one dude he when they go to this tribe in africa so many people or it wasn't africa's in south america when they go um timothy moore was telling about it um they had actually sent a coffin with them and the instructions was like when you guys kill me all I ask is that you just send me back in the coffin. You know, they called them one-way missionaries. But those are the kind of guys who made a difference in this world and, and who reached people. And sometimes uh, um, I think we get too comfortable. I think we get too, too laid back in where we're at and what we're doing and in our own little world that we forget to reach out. And we forget that there's this big world. And I'm not even talking about South America or Africa. I'm talking about three blocks from your house. You know what I'm saying? And so I think this is the greatest season on earth to ever be alive. I think this is the greatest time. And there's more opportunity. 
And if we can get our eyes off of ourselves and get our eyes off of what we're going through and just look a little bit past and see that there's people that are hurting and people that, that are, are hungry. There's just people that are hungry here, here in America, right? There's people, there's relationships that are being strained to, to the brink, and there's people who've gotten bad reports, and there's, I know people who've been in the hospital, and like their family can't even come and see them, and, and there's so much hardship that we, we don't even see or know about, and all those hardships are real to those people. The things that you're going through, the hardships that you're going through, are real stuff. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so, but in the midst of it, right? God said that he'd give us joy, right? Joy so, so that um, not just when things are going good. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to be happy, right? That's what happy, happy is based on happenstance, right? What's your circumstance? What, where are you at in life? What's going on in your life? That's what makes us happy, but joy Right? Joy comes not from the outside in our circumstances, but it comes from the inside because we have an answer and we have a hope and we have someone inside of us who's bigger than anything that's going on out in this world or going on out in our circumstances. So we know that we have these promises, all 7,487 of them. And that's a bunch. You hear what I'm saying? So we can grab a hold of those promises and we can say, Father, I'm going to trust you. In the midst of this, but I'm not just going to trust you for me, but I'm going to trust you for someone else, right? Yesterday I was pretty tired and I was like, I was kind of grumpy in myself. And so I had to go, I, I, I get to, I got to go help slap some shoes on a horse for some friends of mine. And I got it, got it, got the shoes on where I was in the middle. Actually, I still had one foot to do. And so the, the lady comes out, and she's like, hey, would you pray with me? And so her husband's there, and she's there, and they're believers. They love Jesus, but they've just been going through hell, you know. And they had their little seven-year-old grandson there. And so, so I was like, sure. And I'm like, boy, this is going to be good. Because, like, I don't feel like God's even going to hear me on this. Like, I didn't tell them that, you know. <laughs> like, ever, any, am I the only one who ever does that? Or only ever, ever feels like it. Come on, anybody in here has ever felt like that? Raise your hand. There's two people, right? The rest of you are liars. We'll have a repentance service later, right? Right? But So I'm thinking, man, oh, Lord, help them, because, like, I'm flat. Do you know what I did? Is I put the expectation for an answered prayer on me. Do you hear what I'm talking about? On how I felt and how I, what I was thinking. Instead of saying, you know so I'm going to the king of kings, the creator of the universe. And I'm asking him for favor on behalf of someone else that's based on a covenant that was bought by Jesus and his blood. And so I prayed. And I said, Father. I was like, man, I don't know what to say, but I know this. I was like, you said that you're not a man that you should lie. And your promises, you said, are all yes and amen. So I ask that you meet this family right where they're at. So we got done, and I look up, and the lady's crying, and the guy's there, and, man, the Holy Spirit was there. 
the young man, seven years old, was crying, and they walked off. And as they were walking off, the young man says, Hey, can you have that man pray for my other grandma? And I was like, how sweet. Because he recognized and had a heart for God and had a heart for the power of prayer. And even though I could feel nothing, the Holy Spirit still showed up. Sometimes we're thinking, man, I don't feel anything, or maybe I'm numb, or maybe you're so mad. Right? And I'm the only one who's ever been mad at God. Okay, if you've ever been mad at God, raise your hand. Okay, there's not as many liars this time. Right? We're getting better. Hold on. Does anybody in here like pizza? Raise your hand. See, we still got some liars. It didn't work out. Yeah. So, oh, we got some people who really don't. Never mind. I didn't think anybody didn't like pizza. You know what I'm talking about? But it, it really hit me because, like, I was thinking, there's power in prayer. And so, so I got done, and we were sitting around talking, and we were talking. The lady that she needed prayer for shows up at the gate before I'm even done and walks in. And so we're all talking, and the lady left, and she looks at me, and she says, that's the lady I was wanting you to pray for. And I had no idea. And God answered the prayer, or part of the prayer, before I even left. It taught me something. Because, like, as a pastor, uh, uh, as a believer, so much of the time we put that pressure on ourselves. But God, all he says, just be willing. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Are you willing? Are you obedient? Are you, are you going to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying? Are you going to follow what he's doing? Because he's called us for this time. And I can't stress it, man. There's no backup. There's no quit. There's no place to get off, Right? I remember that song, is Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It's called Spin and Wheel. Anybody remember that? I love that song, right? I was, I, first time I heard that song, I was like 11 years old, and I had a, had a cat. His name was Bandit, and he died, and I was heartbroken. And I was like, I just want, I don't want to live no more. I'm, just like, I'm 11 years old, I mean, or 10 years old. What do I got to lose, right? So I go to music class, and they're playing that, Spin and Wheel. You know what goes around? You know, spinning wheel, you spinning around, ride the sp- spotted pony. I was like, man, I like this part of it, right? But I realized there's no place to get off. So we can have a choice of are we going to go forward? Are we going to pull our britches up and go accomplish what God's called us to do in this time, in this season? Because there's opportunity. There's opportunity all around us. The harvest is plentiful, right? But the labors are few. And, and um, man, now God has deployed everybody, right? Everybody is deployed. So it's not like, like you just have certain people that are going off to fight the battle. He's like, everybody's deployed somewhere. Be yourself. Follow the Holy Spirit and he'll guide you. I had lunch with another man the other day and he's called to preach 
and he's been telling me that for years, and we've been working with him, <clears throat> getting him ready so we can plug him in, got him through the chaplain process, and and he's had some really health struggles, and then he's had, he just got diagnosed with a, he had a brain clot, and they can't do anything about it, and so, so we're sitting there meeting, and um, I was setting up to help set up a new cowboy church down south of here a couple hours, and um, the an older pastor is retired. It's like he want, he wants to train some people and help them learn to set these cowboy churches up, and so. I was like, well, I know the guy that we can train and get set up. And it was this guy. So he'd call me out of the blue, right? I'm just thinking about him. No, what a coincidence. <laughs> thinking about him, called me out. I said, where are you at? He goes, well, I'm at the restaurant. But I went in to sit down, and they won't let me sit down, won't let me come in because I ain't got a mask. I said, so where are you at? He goes, in my car. I said, why are you in your car? Because I got mad and walked out. He's like, he's like, do you want to have coffee? And I was like, sure, but we're going there. And so I went back and we put his mask on, went in and got our food. Then you can take your mask off as soon as you get your food. So we're sitting there and I'm talking to him. And, and the Holy Spirit told me, he's like, uh, he's condemning himself. He needs to knock it off. So I'm sitting there talking to him. And I was like, so this is what I got going on. And I think it's great. And since you're there... I'd like to get you trained and all this. And he's like, James, are you crazy? I can't. And I was like, what do you mean you can't? He's like, I just can't. He's like, I can't think and I can't do this and I can't do that. I was like, just, just be quiet. I was like, you don't think with your brain. You think with your mind. Your brain's an electric processing center. But when you die, you still think. The Bible says... As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I was like, I don't want you to think. This is an advantage for you. Right? And I said, your problem is you're condemning yourself. And as long as you do that, you're never going to get anywhere or be able to do anything for God. And he just stopped and tears just started going down. Like, you're right. It's like, okay, what do I do? So I told him. Right? And so I think so many of us go through this, these places in our life where we think that, <clears throat> well, I blew it, or I messed up, or I'm not good enough. And we start condemning ourselves. You don't need help from other people sometimes. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes you get to a point in your life where you're just like, you know what, I don't even care anymore, you know. Run me over with a train or whatever. Right? I'm going to trust you, God. But there's times and seasons in our lives that we go through where, where if we don't get a grasp of what the Word of God says and what the power of the finished work of Jesus actually done for us, we're going to keep falling back into this place. And, and when we do, we're going to walk in condemnation or we're going to walk in fear or we're going to walk in... In all these things that God set us free for. And the Bible says that, it, that it's for freedom that he set us free. Not to go back under this bondage. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so we get to looking at everybody else and everybody else's sin or everybody else's problem. And then at the same time we're looking at our own stuff. Man, I don't measure up. I don't fit in here or I don't fit in there. 
and we start beating ourselves up for something that we did in 1832. Come on, am I the only one who's ever done this here? Or is there a bunch of liars still? <laughs> yeah, right? So, so when, when we're looking out at other people, like I see so many people getting offended over so many things, whether it's your skin color or whether it's your Jewish or whether it's your white or whether it's your whatever. It, some people don't like Ford people and some people don't like Chevys. I mean, you get down to, to, to the rednecks, Right? And you call a redneck a redneck, they don't have no problem with that. They're like, that's right, I'm a redneck, you know? You know? So don't look, yell at me, you know that's true. <laughs> right? I don't know why I like pointing at cameras, I guess, because I can't point at people, you know, if I was pointing at damn, <laughs> Not too comfortable, right? Yep, but that's comfortable. Hi, guys. Right? But there's so much, we're, we're putting so much... And we're liking certain people because they sin different than us. And disliking other people because they sin different. And we're judging everybody in all these categories when it comes to the fact that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all equal on that plane. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I don't care what color, what creed, what religion, what shape. We are all equal on that plane. And we all need a Savior. We all need saved, and that that Savior's name is Jesus, and he died on the cross for us so that we can have life and have life more abundantly instead of fussing and fighting back and forth over stupid things. You hear what I'm saying? So this world's gone completely bonkers, and it's because of focus. It's because of consciousness. It's because of what they're thinking about. And so all I can think about is there's a remedy to that, that, and you know what that remedy is? It's Jesus. It's God, and it's his love. In Psalms, everybody's like holding off on their Bibles, and they just gave up on me, I think, because they just put their Bible in notes away. They're like, yeah, he's not going to get it. I've already been using it some, right? Some of the scriptures. I'm going to read in Psalms 84, and verse, I think it's 11. I don't have my Mr. Magoo glasses here. <laughs> like, this is good because, like, it comes up and goes down. So, like, if I need to, to see, this is brilliant. Whoever created this thing knows have done it just for me. Right? See? Whoop. Oh, there. Just focus. Oh. See? That's handy, right? Can you see now? Yes, ma'am. I can. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> Thank you for asking. That means a lot. For the Lord God is sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good things does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Now, see, it was really good till he goes on and adds that on the end. Right? You're like, man, yes, yes. And you're like, no. I almost had it. Right? But that's the problem. When you have Jesus... You are righteous, and you are holy, and you're as holy as you're ever going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Then it goes on and says this, O Lord Almighty, blessed is a man who trusts in you. Okay, well, I can trust in you. And that's one of the things where, where like, I was with saying that prayer. I was trust, putting my trust in me at first. 
right? And then I realized that I couldn't put my trust in me, but that I had to take that trust and put it in something that's steady and something that's secure and something that's holy and something that's honorable. Not that I don't have those stuff, but the only reason I have that stuff is because of Jesus. Right? But I put my trust in Him. And you know what happened? God honors that. Right? And so that's what He's saying. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in you. And then it goes on. I'm going to read in Psalms 85. You bestowed favor on your land. Who be, you be, showed favor to your land, O oh Lord. You restored the fortunes of, of Jacob. Do you know he's the God of a second chance? And a third, and a fourth, and a millionth. I've used about 989,000 of them. And that might be cutting a low. Right? You forgive, you forgave, like this is past tense. Watch this. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. Wait a second, am I reading in the right chapter or section of the Bible? Because this is Psalms. This is like the Old Testament, right? Gospel's not supposed to be till Matthew, right? You set aside all your wrath. Do you know what? I looked up this Hebrew word. And do you know what all means? <laughs> it's, it's a dishwashing detergent. <laughs> and they had to use it back in the Bible days because like, they would get you know, their sandals and dresses or whatever they were wearing robes. They would get so dirty. They needed to make sure... All their stuff got clean, so they called it all. No, it don't mean that. For those of you who don't understand me, I am kidding <laughs> about that. But all does mean all. That means all, every bit of it, right? He's covered all their sins. He for, and set aside your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. anger. Now, I love this where he's talking about and covered your sins. One of the reasons I wore a kippah today, and, and for Jewish people, as you wear a kippah, what you're saying is that I'm under the favor of God. There's someone greater than me that I'm going to put my trust in, and he's going to keep me, and he's going to watch me. And so I, I wanted that reminder this morning. I also want to identify with 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 the people and stand with them because I love them, right? And when you mess with Israel or mess with Jewish people, you mess with me, right? So, but it, it's about a cover. It's about God covering, right? And that's what he's saying. He's like, I've covered all your sins. See, in the Old Testament, they would take sheep and goats and bulls and, and they would offer them. And it would last for a year, man. But what it did, it was, a keep, it, was a, it was a covering for those sins. But when Jesus came and he died on that cross, he took every sin, every transgression, every punishment, and he sucked it into himself and took it on himself. So that you don't ever have to take that. 
That's why it says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And in Him we can have life, and we can have life more abundantly because of that perfect sacrifice. Isn't that good news? And so we can walk in that knowing that all our sins are, 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 are covered. Not just covered, but washed away. Who can wash me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My sins are washed away. And so we don't have a sin problem. We have a consciousness problem. You're like, what? We do have a sin problem, but it's one sin. Let me go over here. In John chapter 16, I'm going to start in five because I'm going to get down to like seven, eight, nine and stuff. But it says this. Now I am going to him. John chapter 16. I'll be going back to Psalms so you can keep a thumb in that. If I don't run out of time. So I got four minutes. There's a 80% chance this may have to be continued. Okay, John chapter 16, verse 5 says this. Now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. But, he, but when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment in regard to sin because men do not believe in me. Okay, now watch this. Did he say anything about what they're doing? When he's talking about sin here, do you know there's one sin that will keep you from God? There's one, one and only, and it's the root that went back. Do you know what the root of all sin is? Unbelief, right? And it happened in the garden where God said, don't eat of the, eat of the tree of life, but not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, there, and then the enemy comes and tempts them and says, well, God's holding something good from me. Right? And they didn't believe what God was saying, and they didn't believe God's heart, and they were tempted away. It, it wasn't a, just a thought issue. It became a heart issue. And they believed in their heart that God wasn't, wasn't for him, and they thought, well, maybe he is withholding something for him, from him. And you know what happened? They fell. It was a root of all sin, right? They didn't believe in God. But I want to tell you something. 2,000 years ago, God sent his son, his only son, the son whom he loved to die on the cross so that those who do not believe shall not be condemned, but, but can have everlasting life. And I'm throwing scriptures together because I'm excited about that. Do you hear what I'm saying? God's not nitpicking because he don't like the way you pick your nose. You hear what I'm saying? God, there's one sin, one sin that God's interested in and that's the sin that he's like, don't reject me. Just believe in me. Accept this sacrifice because I forgave all your sins. All you got to do is come to me. You know what? I believe this day 
as evil as Hitler and Mao and some of these guys were, if they were on their dying bed, said, Lord Jesus, forgive me for those sins, he would have forgave them. I mean, that's blasphemy. No, it's not. That's how great the blood of Jesus was when he died. And if he can do that, how much more is it good for us? Think about it. It's one sin, and that's the sin of rejecting Jesus. Rejecting unbelief in unbelief that he, he didn't die for you and didn't die for your sins. Well, that's an easy fix, right? The Bible says that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Right? That's, that's it. It's pretty easy, right? I've heard your word and I know you love me and I know you died for me and I know you're for me. So I will put my trust in you. So it. So in regard to, okay, where am I? In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. I used to be so worried about messing it all, messing up all the time, and I always messed up. Like my dad's a pastor, right? So we'd go to these youth rallies, and and like like every youth rally I went to, like I'd get saved. It was like, this happened for like forever. And then finally my dad pulls me over and goes, hey, um, you got saved like the last 15 rallies? Is there something we need to talk about? And he explained to me security in Jesus Christ, right? But I was like, but dad, you don't understand what's going on in my heart and on my mind and all these things that are pulling me this way and pulling me that way. And he goes, yeah, I do. I get it. When you're not saved because of what you do, you're saved because of what Jesus done. And when we stand on that and we walk in that, we know we're not focused. It's a consciousness. Are we conscious of every little sin and every little thing that we do and everyone else does? We'll never be able to see the righteousness and good God has placed in each and every one of us. You guys hear what I'm talking about? So now I have this relationship with God. And when I mess up, I, if, if I get convicted, he's like, hey, you're a son. You're royalty. You're a king. And automatically I go back and I'm like, oh, wait, yes, I am. And it changes the way I walk. Because I'm not conscious of every little mistake, but I'm conscious of the relationship and this great gift that God provided for me that covers all my sins, not just covered them, but washed them all away and forgave them. Did you hear where it said, in, even in, in Psalms, how he forgave? That's past tense. He forgave them even before Jesus went on the cross. He had that intent in mind. He was prophesying. Not good news. Man, I'm sounding like a preacher today. Some of you guys are like, it's about time. Right? But it's of righteousness. And he said, righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And he just tell him, hey, it's good because the Holy Spirit's going to come. 
And he's going to guide you into truth, right? Into all truth, right? But, but what he's saying here is, it's good that I go away. But the truth is, it's good because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right? We have an earthly... We might be here on earth, but we carry a spiritual um, perspective that the world doesn't have. Because we got the best seat, man. You don't even need those like clubhouse and stuff like that. Like I had someone like, call me one time and say, hey, I can get you tickets for this clubhouse thing at the Mariners thing and whatever they call them. And, man, those are cool. I didn't get to go. But I was like, that would be really cool. But I'm telling you, this seat... It's far above that. And we aren't just seated with Christ. The Bible says that we are seated in Christ. Now, watch this. Like, like he's not saying, hey, we're just going to sit here together. He's like, you're in me and I'm in you. You know what that means? We're one. And you know what? Jesus modeled that when he walked this earth because he said, said me and my father, we're one. Right? We are one. And so that's the kind of relationship Jesus wants to have in us. And as we have that in him, we're already one with the Father because he's already one with the Father. And then we have the Holy Spirit on top of that. Man, the deck is stacked. There is victory ahead. Not that there's not battles. But those battles are for our benefit. And that's what we're here for. You hear what I'm talking about? Whew. It's going to have to be a series, I can see. Whew. And in regard to judgment, man, judgment. We can be pretty good at that. Right? Everybody can be good at judging everything else, right? And Jesus says, so they'll take the toothpick out of your eye before you or the beam out of your eye before you take the toothpick out of someone else's whatever someone else is doing always seems worse than us I choose to love you know what I'm saying about I choose to look at people and say you know what there's people that know Jesus and then there's people who are going to You know, I'm, I'm not going to get offended because they sin different than I do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to love people to Jesus. And I'm going to know that he loves them. Because here's the judgment part. Right? I love this. He says, and in regard to judgment, because this, the prince of this world now stands condemned. Whoa. You know who's really condemned? You know why he fights you tooth and toenail? He knows he's whooped. He's on borrowed time. He's the one that was condemned. He's the one that Jesus made a spectacle of. Like he not only took all the sin of this world on, on him himself. That's including your sins, by the way. Right? But the Bible says he took him and he died and he became the perfect sacrifice for you. And then he didn't stay dead. He went to hell and he took the keys of death and hell and the grave and he stomped on 
Satan's head. And the Bible says that he crushed it. And made an expect, uh, an, a spectacle of him. And triumphed over him. Do you know what that is? Like in the old days, they would take a king. And when the king was dethroned, they would take him. And they would put him in front of the other king. And they'd make a big spectacle of it. And then that conquering king would come. And they would put their foot on his neck or on his head. The Bible says he didn't just put his foot on his neck or head. The Bible says that he crushed his head, just like you do with a rattlesnake. And he condemned him. That condemnation that you're living with, not meant for you. Jesus took every bit of it. And any condemnation that's left goes to the enemy. Like, well, who's the enemy? It's not you. God loves you. And God's for you. God has a heart for you. And he sent his son, his only son, and his name's Jesus, to die on the cross to set you free. And that's just not for people who are in the second category who are going to know Jesus. But that's for people who know Jesus. So we get out of that religious mindset where we think we got to do good. And we realize that Jesus done great and rest in him and we'll have peace that will last forever amen Amen. anyway i'm going to turn it over to you thank you jesus thank you for listening if you'd like to learn more about us check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org